This my can you, phone. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Because I'm using a microphone so I can two hand this delicious taco. <laughs> let, me, let me move this microphone closer. Like most people, you know, they want to be able to type. I just don't want to lose any delicious taco meat. If you can't use both hands on tacos, you're only consuming 50% as much taco as you possibly could. It's true. You you're have to like working under optimal taco consuming efficiency. You got to you got to pinch the end. Make sure none of the goodness falls out. I've never been particularly adept at that. When we make burritos at home, uh I just I put about 3 times what Graz does on her burrito. And I'm like, I can never understand why I can't close my burritos. I could just fold it up and bite into it as if I was like chomping down on the abdomen of a squirrel or other sort of medium-sized rodent. I was like, ah, oh, so good. <laughs> the viscera, the taco viscera, the burrito viscera. Shoots, rather. shoots right out the bottom. Man, all the time at work, I walk by this weird bar that is... It's called, like, Cesar O. Sanchez. I don't know. It's got, like, some weird combination Mexican and Irish name. And they really... always have posted, posted in the window, $1 tacos at ha- happy hour. And it's never happy hour. Does that even count as a combination if the only part that makes you Irish is the O? Well, it's probably, like, Cesar O. Murphy. <laughs> it's not Sanchez. I think Cesar O. Sanchez is better. Because then it could be like, is it Cesar's bar or is it Sanchez's bar? We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, but like they, the best part about the big sign they have in the window about the dollar tacos was it, it originally said like this month only in March. And then all they did was print up the word April and tape it over this month <laughs> to extend the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like something out of like a cartoon. <laughs> Maybe it's the most popular thing that has never actually happened. They just have to keep the illusion going because people keep walking in wondering if they can get dollar tacos. My bad. No, my bad. I I took an unreasonably large bite of taco to pretend I could carry on a conversation (laughs) while eating it. As soon as I put it in my mouth, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to be quiet for a second. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. delved too greedily and too deep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I can feel some airtime, though I have not watched... uh, Summer Wars, what? and with the the recent surge of horrible anime on Netflix, I don't know when I ever will. When Master of the Martial Hearts is on there, <laughs> which is the only thing Daryl Surratt has threatened to send me, <laughs> to my knowledge. Dude, that sounds amazing. It, the we the had title like, includes a pun. How can you? <laughs> it's like we had a. Uh, like an 80s action movie standoff where I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to send me that? Is that a threat? And he was like, no, it's a promise. <laughs> and it just was downhill from there. Yeah, I guess. And then, and then we both we had guns trained on each other and then the doves. But anyway, you I had played doves through trained the, on each other. It's like, don't move, Daryl. One of these doves might flutter out. <laughs> Wink could get in your they eye. Might, it's gonna poop. They don't have you sphincters. Don't, they just go and where be they uncomfortable will. Uncomfortable for a second, and then you're gonna find out which dove I planted a grenade in. Oh wait, <laughs> you can tell because it's the dead one at the at bottom the of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> There's crude sewing needle, like sewing work, putting its abdomen back together. Yeah, or you just you all right? I'm just gonna throw the dove so it explodes. You. So you just grab one of the doves and like. Pull its head off and throw it down yeah. and blows up. <laughs> Insult to injury, Daryl. Insult to injury. Grenade dove, my only weakness. Since last we've spoken, I've had the time to play through the entirety of the Parasite Eve game, which is uh, not very long. Like, which Parasite Eve if game? If it was the one that just came out on PSP. The third birthday or whatever? Z- yeah, Za third birthday. Um, so that is a Parasite uh, Eve game? Because they didn't yeah. really brand well, it as such. Well, it they, just looks exactly word like on the one. Street is, word on the street is they can't. That they lost the licensing to the Parasite Eve name. How could you possibly? There hasn't been a Parasite Eve game in like, what, seven years? Well, Who yeah, but it, you know, it was originally. A, they wouldn't just let it go. 
it's originally uh, a novel, so I guess they were like, uh, when the fuck are we ever going to make another Parasite Eve game? And they did. And in some ways, maybe they shouldn't have. In most ways, uh, I thought, was Parasite Eve? Oh, Parasite Eve 2 was good. Now I'm remembering. Yeah, I did like Parasite Eve 2 a lot. That is not a commonly held opinion, but it was it was like the kind of worse baby brother to Dino Crisis 2, but Dino Crisis 2 was really good. So it's like Parasite Eve 2 was still pretty good. Had a memorable cast of characters, had the ability to put uh, a laser on your assault rifle as like an underslung attachment where one might put a grenade launcher. Instead, it is a laser. Really? This game doesn't go into those sorts of uh, largesse effect. Like, uh, as I said said to Graz after I finished it, I think that was the least finished game I've ever played. The least finished? Yeah. It felt like they kind of like got to a point and they were like, nah, we made enough. Let's just put it out. <laughs> or they were just trying really, really hard. There's like one, there's three guys on this team. And there was one of them just like, you guys, we got to stop making this game. My wife's going to divorce me. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. We've got we're, so much time put into it. We can't just stop now. <laughs> we got to put it out. We just have to. They'll, they'll <laughs> understand. The internet will understand. The internet but there's only four levels. <laughs> and we haven't even it's finished a- coding this dialogue scene. Yeah, well, those are those are two shockingly aft points you just made. You got to be kidding! It is, it is I was in fact making that only up. Six levels, <laughs> and, he's, and the levels are all like you know about forty five minutes long or less. So it is shockingly short. Uh, and the like this whole story. Okay, so first off, it's about time travel, which is like not. The the strongest sand to build your house on. In fact, <laughs> wait. People say you shouldn't build your house on sand at all, or at least not on time traveling sand. That's even more shiftless. It's like in another dimension. How so do you even measure me for the foundation? The, let me relate the plot in its entirety, as I understand it. They're going to be spoilers, but I don't think that will seriously affect <laughs> people's understanding of this game. So in 2012. A bunch of monsters show up in New York City and fuck things up royally. And in and 2013, is... you know, it's been a whole year and they've been seriously fucking things up. <laughs> and the way that you're going to fix things is you use a device that allows you to travel back in time and inhabit the body of soldiers who were there during the incidents and somehow fix things like it's like sort of like a back to the future thing. Like if one of the monsters had gotten the sports almanac. And you had to stop him. Uh, but like <laughs> well, halfway through the game, it, which is like halfway through the game is about two and a half hours. Uh, it stops being about that. And you're just stuck in the present day. But you still have the ab- ability to hop into other people's bodies. Like that is completely divorced from the time travel. That's just the power you have. Well, once you're able is- to time travel into somebody else's body, I feel like. The possibility that you would travel into their body, period, becomes less ridiculous. Yeah. It's so, I think that time traveling might actually be harder than me inhabiting somebody else's flesh and that's then jumping also out of it. That's true. Those scientists just said, like, maybe we could kind of do time travel if, under these specific circumstances, we could, like, maybe encode a message to send back in time, Maybe. Why would you just go back this, to, like, the soldiers that are fighting and, like, embed their bodies? Why wouldn't you uh, take over somebody really influential, like, two years before the monsters show up? And just be like, we yeah. should just install <laughs> automatic turrets everywhere in New York. I know it's yeah, crazy, just, but I don't like muggers. Just stop it. So, it turns out the reason why these monsters showed up is, in the in the end of the second game, you you... I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. You find a little girl who is your clone that they were going to use to bring back the titular Eve. And uh, you're, you, you get happy. You're going to marry the guy from the second game in the third game. Uh, and then for no reason that I can understand, a, a SWAT team breaks into your wedding and kills everyone. 
<laughs> and at that point, that really stresses out the clone of you, <laughs> wherein she unlocks the ability to jump into people's minds and inhabit their bodies, which she does to Ayabrea. And that's why she has amnesia, because it turns out the whole third game, you've been playing as the clone in the original character's body. And <gasps> wow, I, that is maybe that is maybe quite forcing a spoiler. out the main character's soul. Uh cause these monsters to show up in the first place but also her ability to go into other people's souls created an entirely different type of monster so there's actually two types of monsters wait so the idea so she's able to you know tap into people and as a result of this the evil that inhabits them is able to get out into our world is that essentially maybe kind of the gist i don't know I couldn't tell you, and they do a shitty-ass job explaining it, and each level has about Even, two cutscenes that are shockingly short for a Japanese-made game. Like, Even this if might they be did legit- explain that thoroughly, I think you would still probably be confused, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they and they certainly did not do a good job. And then, like, these some of these characters are in one cutscene, and then they turn into a monster for some reason and attack you. And then, like, at the end of the game, like, everybody's a monster. I don't know. There's a cutscene in the middle of the game where somebody in your organization is a traitor and kills everybody in your organization while you're in the past. But then in the next cutscene, these people are still alive. So I don't know if there was, like, some, like, double layer of time travel where you fix some problem that was also created by the time travel. I don't know. And just, like... The game is it's it's kind of fun to an extent. They have some like pretty good ideas because the way the game works is you're constantly surrounded by three or four soldiers and you can zap around the battlefield at at a whim. So if your soul if the one you're inhabiting is hurt, you just switch to another guy and it's cool, which is like a pretty cool idea. It essentially feels like the teleportation you could do in Zone of the Enders 2, and I'm really down with that. But it's really just like a really poorly made third-person shooter with cover. And all the time, like, there's a, there's a lot of chase sequences where you're running away from something. And to run away, you have to constantly jump into people's bodies who are ahead of you on the path. Which seems like a pretty good idea, right? Except that, like, the camera is so bad. And since it's on the PSP, the camera is controlled with the same finger as your movement. So, like, you can't really move the camera and move around at the same time because those buttons are on the same side of the controller. So you'll be running away from some monster that will kill you in one hit, and you, like, zap ahead in the path, and then you're staring at a wall, and you're like, oh, hold on, give me, like, five minutes to reorient myself, by which point, you know, you're dead because the monster is right behind you. I don't know. It's, there's... I wish I could put my thoughts into a more concrete form, but it's just like, it's so senseless. It's the least <laughs> sensical game I've ever played. Like, <laughs> like just, there's just like, there's no plot. Like, they expect you to, like, empathize with these characters who have been in, like, one scene. They, they, they bring back the Japanese scientist from the first game who is now, like, a creepy pedophile. And, like... When some of your teammates die, he's like, no, it's okay to cry. Let your emotions out. Oh, the sweet, salty taste of your tears. Oh. (laughs) Like shit like that. He's like, and when he's talking about your clone, he's like, all that power in that young, nubile body. And I was like, that is not how that guy acted in the first game. So I guess the years have worn on him. Well, you know, now... Time travel is possible. Maybe you're actually in an alternate dimension and they just didn't get to the part in the game where that I happened. I wish. <laughs> I wish. And I let, I would be remiss if I did not mention the most important part, which is as you take damage, your clothes are gradually destroyed. So it's nice. like the icky tosen of video games where after you sustain not even a particularly large amount of damage, you are reduced to wearing like your jeans are basically... They're you're wearing like a thong of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> How are people doing damage to like those parts of your body? I don't understand. 
Yeah. Like, I, I feel like once it's my it's shirt it's is completely destroyed, you're probably just so hitting me in the abdomen and I'm yeah, dying. Yeah, so too is your chest. Yeah. That's the t shirt wasn't really guarding me. It's like that counts as virtual armor and virtual armor or something. Like, oh, good thing I was wearing yeah. this, you know, 100% cotton t shirt. Otherwise, that caustic spittle you just shot at me would have really hurt. Yeah. And then you're, you know, you're, you're not wearing like SWAT team armor. You've got like a goose down jacket, which well, is reduced to a halter top over the course of the, the level. Wouldn't you be kind of ticked off if you were sent back in time to fight monsters and they didn't hook you up with some pretty sweet stuff? It's like, don't, yeah, I, it's the know, future. I think I would be. Don't we have monster proof armor? I mean, I've seen the grizzly bear armor that guy made. And I feel like in, you know, 2040 or whenever this takes place, we should have something way better than that. Yeah. Well, way better than a tank top and jeans, which start the game, Frank. Like, I don't think anybody would ever wear a pair of jeans like that. Like, they're just completely slashed all up and down the front before you take any damage. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of redeeming value in this game. It has fun parts. It's got some good ideas, but it is a pretty bad, astonishingly short game. <laughs> Which is yeah, like, no you know, good. if it's bad, at least it's short. Because <laughs> I played some bad games that were long. I but guess. I re- yeah, I was like, re- I was really, really hoping for like a great game. Because there's only been two Parasite Eve games, and they've both been pretty good. And this one was really, really not pretty good. <laughs> And I think I, I said it somewhere on the internet, but it's like, it is straight up the worst case of character assassination outside of the most recent Metroid game. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that the, that the chick was ever like a super great video game character, but they, they make her just like standard wilting anime girl in this. And it's pretty rough. That's tough. Because, I mean, Samus Aran was barely a character, period. And they still managed to assassinate her. It's a very similar situation where it's like it's somebody who didn't have a whole ton of character development in the first place. They were just like, what do people like? More specifically, what do smelly otakus like? Do they have, I mean, are you still fighting weird bioengineered camels in the desert? No. Because that was the highlight of. God, I wish. (laughs) Horses that would charge you and then like drop out of the ceiling and fall on you and chase you around the reactor in the abandoned mine and you shoot them with your shotgun. You're just like, why is this reactor in an abandoned mine? Yeah, no. God bless you, Parasite Eve. Those were the heydays. You you go underground in the middle of the Aradona desert and there's like the Jurassic Park. Basically. (laughs) What's also that's like buried underneath an abandoned (laughs) gas station. It's like, why was this ever here, period? And why did they build a gas station out front? Yeah. Nobody will notice with this gas station over it. Uh, Uh, It hurts my heart. But it pretty much just made me be like, I should just play Parasite Eve 2 again. You know, tank controls or not, that was a pretty fun game. But tank controls were part of the fun. Yeah. I don't know. I when uh when we were tentatively invited to to do a panel at uh, Zenkai Con, I was like, maybe I could do a panel about like scary video games. And there's a lot of material you could mine about tank controls and making you feel super underpowered. And if that's like you know fair or if it works, I mean, it's clearly really unfair, but it's a really interesting concept. <laughs> but no, I mean this one doesn't have tank controls. It just has shit ass well, awful controls. <laughs> like every monster movie, basically contains one character that's totally broken, and that's the monster. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be incredibly unfair. Otherwise, it wouldn't be scary. Yeah, if it was just like some dude with a knife. It'd be like whatever. Buy a gun. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But in Parasite Eve, you have guns. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, I mean, it does do shit, but it's not going to stop you when a mutant horse is charging your ass or a two-story tall fat dude with a flamethrower for a mouth interrupts your shower your sexy shower sequence does that like, actually that's happen what I'm saying. that's in two like that's what oh I'm saying. that's like, right she, she was not like a super great character dogs but <laughs> i mean two two was 
She was I a forget like the context one. of that guy interrupting. It's like how how does he? Why is it shocking? Well, they, He's enormous. They, you know how is his approach not detected? Well, that's a, they have like the Jurassic Park moment where the T Rex is coming up and they see the glass rippling with the water. Except it's the water going down the shower drain. Wow! <laughs> wow! I like it. And then you get you get a gun with like the submachine gun with like a hundred bullet clip, and you just hold the button down. And it's like, <laughs> and that's when it was fun. And in this one, it's like you can upgrade your guns, but really, who cares? And they have all these cool things like guns have separate stats. There's there's a stat for damage, and then there's a stat for impact, and things with high impact. If you shoot the guy enough, you can teleport into him and explode him from the inside, which is a pretty cool idea. That but does maybe, sound awesome. Maybe you could carry that over to a good game next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so she can sort of pull a kitty pride where if she decides to and passes through you, she can do mad damage. Yeah. So, though sometimes, like, it's not a guaranteed kill, which is a little like, come on, guys, you're exploding. <laughs> that should be it. Yeah, I feel like if you materialize inside any part of an organic thing, you're probably going to kill it because it can't live without those parts of itself. Yeah, you know, one would think, even if it is a crazy monster floating bubble that shoots water bubbles at you. Well, I mean, like I guess you could ball. get, like, really unlucky and teleport into one of the you know, non-respiratory cavities in a thing. So it's like you just end up in the stomach or the intestine. You could yeah. probably, you'd probably just die if that happened. But like, what are the odds? I mean, honestly. I don't know. Breaks my heart. Even though, like, there, there, there's, there's a cool boss battle where you're sort of just floating in the air and you can't really move and the boss is constantly trying to get a lock on you and suck you in so you're you're constantly zipping around in this weird like i don't know life stream moment from final fantasy 7 or something and there's a part at the end where the guy is you you have a fight like at that skating rink you know the really the skating rink that everybody knows new york city from and the guy like He's got a bunch of stationary bodies made to, like, screw up your targeting. And that's when all your friends come and support you with the power of love. And so they're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just keep teleporting into us and we'll guide you to him. So by teleporting into them, you can kind of ignore all the chaff of the other useless bodies around the battlefield. So, yeah, it's not a game without its cool parts. But, man. It's like you can teleport into me. Just don't explode my entire body. That would not be cool. Actually, be totally uh, well, uncool. Actually, you- I kind of liked it because it is like so fucking mercenary with teleporting into people. Like when you're running away from guys, like these are still real people you're inhabiting, and when you leave them, they don't cease to be. So you're like <laughs> running away from a monster, and as soon as the form you're inhabiting is not convenient, you zap to the next one, and that guy is just straight up killed by the giant monster. <laughs> Like, you didn't even give him a chance. Like, there's a lot of parts where you kind of have to hold out into in an area until artillery support shows up, like a helicopter or a tank. Like, there's a part where there's, you're just running away from monsters you can never possibly touch. And if you last long enough, a helicopter shows up. And so you teleport into the helicopter. But the guy in the building is just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, then, like, I, there is, there is that's friendly why, that's fire. The- so from the... <laughs> from the helicopter you're hitting them with missiles it's like well that's probably better than being eaten by the giant monster worm Uh, at least that's what i'm going to tell myself well maybe that you know you got to remember that's where the time travel component comes in these guys were already going to be there it's not like you're showing up and dragging them like you show up with this army of dudes held in your thrall so you can teleport into their bodies i feel like that makes it different it might not yeah well, let's be, I mean, it is in the past, and those guys were all slated to die anyway, so save as many as you can, I guess. Yeah, well, that doesn't explain the whole present thing. It's like, how about you just yeah, not I teleport don't... into my body? How about that? Yeah. Because I don't. also yeah. have a gun. My body, <laughs> my life. Well, wouldn't it be more effective if both of you were shooting? Like, why do you have to take That's off his body? Well. Why couldn't they just send your whole body back? That doesn't work. 
Yeah, and then they had this like. So there's there's cover like in any Gears of War or a game like that, but the cover is so fragile that it's almost useless. Like any sort of sustained attack will destroy it in an instant, and then you just get murdered. So you <laughs> might as well not use it. <laughs> well, that's good because cover systems often become boring. Uh, it's not a great game. I, w- I mean, it's not not worth playing. There are some good parts. It's worth entirely ignoring the story. Just, I'll say that from the beginning. <laughs> so, like, I would have been so much happier with it if they just explained why that SWAT team killed everybody at the wedding. <laughs> and maybe they did, but just, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Perhaps the less the less time we dwell on it, the better. Um, this was nominally supposed to be an email show. Uh, we could still do an email or two. We got plenty of time to to bang out some emails like this one that has been weighing on my mind for a little while. Ariel Wind says, "Hey fellas, are you aware aware that when you type Dave and Joel into Google, this site pops up near the top, which is JoelandDave.com." Yeah, which is and, a gay couple uh, trying you, to adopt a child. Yeah, if you go to Joel, yeah, it's the gay couple trying to adopt a child. And my question to them, if I could get, if I could get one question, is, is if they've always thought of themselves as Joel and Dave, or if they had to take that as a consolation prize. <laughs> we had already registered. Could you imagine the sadness upon googling Dave and Joel dot com? I know when they right, discover like our website. <laughs> Or like somebody gets it backwards, like the yeah, the, like uh, the judge or the social worker, the adoption agency. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me just go to this website and see what they're about. It's like, okay, they seem to have a particular fascination with cartoons about rape. <laughs> adoption denied. <laughs> let me, let me. Then you let can't me bring a child into a home with you. Angel Cop. Are you serious? Yeah. That's all the judge says at the beginning of the trial. It's like, desert punk, Nazica, desert punk. It's like, you want to bring a child into a world where Angel Cop exists? Shame on you. Well, I think that's pretty funny. I hope we have not, like, ruined their attempts at adopting some underprivileged child. Let me, let me see. Let me just click on some other random ones. See what we got here. Uh, I should have planned this. <laughs> Some of these are like really long. You guys want food OC? Here we go. Food OCDs. Uh, do you have any food OCDs? For example, do you always have to dual wield sandwiches, or does the number of things you eat not an issue just as long as you satisfies you? How is it OCD uh, that you have to dual wield sandwiches? I don't think that makes you I OCD. Think, I think it just makes that, you I think gluttonous. That might be a psychosis. <laughs> You just, eat two sandwiches at once. Just put your other hand on the sandwich. Just grab the sandwich with two hands. Your DPS to the I sandwich know. will go up immensely. It's not like Rogue. That if you dual wield like a sandwich, that. your your damage to sandwich per second actually drops. Well, first off, I mean you could not possibly dual wield two hoagies, for example. So you're really talking about dual wielding two far smaller sandwiches. <laughs> That's true. Which I think. I think an aggregate would give you a lot less enjoyment. Also, yeah, what kind of sissy sandwiches are you eating that you can grip them with one hand? Tea if I have sandwiches. a sandwich, it's a two-hand ordeal. It's like yeah. wrestling a python. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, even when I get like a pretty small sandwich at the deli, like on, on the Portuguese rolls that I've mentioned, that's like a pretty modest sandwich. It's only Whoa, a little bigger than what you would make The shorter roll is called the Portuguese roll? Are you serious? No, that is... It's like a very specific kind of roll. Uh, but they are really good. It's kind of like these. It's it's between a Kaiser roll and uh, an Amoroso roll in sort of texture and taste. Interesting. They're, they they have certainly ousted the the hoagie or <laughs> a couple of years ago, right? Maybe like a year after I moved to New York, I went to get a sandwich and without thinking said. Let me get that on a hero. And I was like, no, <laughs> they've corrupted me. Bum, bum, bum. I've become one of them. And I was like, hoagie, it's a hoagie. 
That's what I wanted. But in my experience, hoagie rolls in New York suck ass. So, really? Yeah. How is that really, possible? They, well, they make them on this on what is probably more traditionally a hoagie roll, which is like you know the really really hard bread that you have to like bite down on super hard and then just sort of thrash your head like a bear yanking a salmon out of the stream if you want to pull a bite off. And I, I find them miserable to eat. And there's a cheesesteak place that imports Amoroso rolls near my work. But otherwise, I've seen really precious little valuable hoagie Can you really count city. that as importing an Amoroso roll? It well, never leaves a truck. It's not like it's coming also, from Mexico. <laughs> they also import tasty cakes. You just tasty cakes like don't exist up here, except at this one shop. That's like that's all they do. They they make cheesesteaks and tasty cakes. Well, they don't make the tasty cakes, but it was like a it was like a beacon when I came. I walked in there and they had a box of butterscotch crippets, and I was like, "Oh, how's it going?" But uh, let's see. His other question is: Is there any type of food? That could be cooked in a toaster oven, but you would never put it in there. I feel like you need a scientific grant to truly answer that question. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems like anything you could cook in an oven, you could put in a toaster oven. They work on the same principle. <laughs> no, uh, you could not cook a turkey in a toaster oven. Okay, well, that's fair. You could cook a mini turkey if someone made a, a, a turkey. mini turkey. You could have gone with like a turkey breast. A part of a turkey, <laughs> some chopped up turkey, but you went no, with an entire really turkey. Small turkey. <laughs> it's a two pounder. It's very small. <laughs> you just stick it in there. It's... Dude, a two pound turkey would barely fit in a freaking. Uh... That's true. You would have to be a one pound turkey. And then most of that would be bone. <laughs> you're, you're not working with a lot of meat. You probably it would probably also like make you pound of meat. cry for having seen it. I mean, unless you yeah. could actually make a tiny turkey. That was, you know, like a turkey in every way, but only <laughs> in re- one one reality you're cooking size. You're cooking a turkey fetus. <laughs> Actually one tenth the size. A one hundred pound turkey would be ridiculous and delicious. A one hundred pound turkey is what I we're would cooking eat it. this year at Extraneous Thanksgiving. <laughs> or being in a flatbed truck. <laughs> that's a mega it's like, turkey. Are you sure a that's a one hundred pound turkey. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a you know, a thirteen year old boy you strapped a beak to. Like this time, extraneous Thanksgiving is going to be cannibalistic. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to like one of us is going to have to take up welding so we can build a, an oven big enough to house it. <laughs> and of course, we're going to have to bribe the police to allow us to cook a thirteen-year-old boy with a turkey <laughs> beak on him. <laughs> no, 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 sir. It's just a turkey. It's saying it's words. A turkey. And those words include, "Please help me call my yeah. parents." <laughs> No, I'm so. I'm, all I hear is bacock. <laughs> What's that? Bacock! That's not what it said. Turkey makes. Look, I don't know. I've never met a turkey. I mean, except, except for this turkey, which is clearly, clearly a turkey. I mean, why would you question me? <laughs> uh, if it, was a tur- if it wasn't Frankly, a turkey, why are we trying to eat it on Thanksgiving? Frankly, the police, I'm offended that you even asked, and I'm not going to share it with you. Uh, I think that the clear problem with the toaster oven is that it serves very limited purpose. In fact, I would venture to say the only purpose a toaster oven serves is the tuna melt. Oh, that's true. You can just produce about, many an uh, English muffin-based Yeah, I guess just about anything that's made with an English muffin, but it's like... Anything that you can cook in a toaster Dude, oven, pita pizzas. You are, yeah. Well, no, that's true. Okay, I buy that. I was gonna say, most of the stuff you can cook in a to- toaster oven, you're better off just putting in the microwave, so you don't have to wait 50 minutes to eat it. But it won't actually like, toast. Like you're just gonna get some soggy, hot mess. You cannot produce a true. pita pizza in a microwave. That but would like, be a disaster. I think one to- one time, just for funsies, I tried to cook a a hungry man dinner in the oven. <laughs> So I was like, maybe it's better. And it was not. Like, and it took 10 times as long. It took nearly an hour to make this dinner. And it was still the same shitty Hungry Man dinner. Oh, that's funny. 
But yeah, what okay, is- anything that needs to get crispy. So your chicken nuggets, stuff like that, yeah. Fish sticks, better off toaster oven in them. But it's a really limited scope. And there's really, outside of the turkey melt, I don't think there's really just about anything that doesn't come in a package that is worth putting in the toaster oven. Grat says reheated pizza. But it's gross anyway. She follows up with. Uh, let's see. We got about 500 emails about epic meal time. <laughs> Not food related. <laughs> Close that down. It could be interesting. Okay, well, fine. It looks like it's pretty long, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, this isn't really a question. He's just talking about something called Anime That Jazz, which is a Japanese jazz group that does some of the most amazing jazz interpretations of anime titles that I've ever heard. Uh, he says he wears the He Gon' Bro Up shirt whenever he goes grocery stopping, <laughs> which I appreciate. On whenever sale you go- now... <laughs> Any time you go grocery shopping, so you can just be the guy in the store with that shirt on. You're you're always probably if you you could be almost anywhere in the country, and be the only guy with that shirt on. You could any activity. You don't have to just wear it to the store. No, but maybe that I had like a good um, a good streak where I kept going to uh, to Trader Joe's, and this cashier I kept getting kept complimenting me on my shirts, and. I was like, by like, you know, about the third time, I was like, I think she's flirting with me, but it's too risky to bring it up. <laughs> or not that, you know, not that I would anyway, but I was like, I'm yeah, just right. going to enjoy these But did Graziella just walk back into the room? And Theo really, yeah. <laughs> now she's sitting there playing Dragon Age right now, getting a little Dragon Age on. But yeah, I think, I imagine this, this stalwart fella has been complimented many a time by sexy grocery store clerks. On his choice of shirts. Nice. And that could be you if you bought a shirt. Just think about it that way. And you could also take me out of this crippling shirt hole <laughs> I've dug myself into. Tax time's coming. <laughs> Makes a great gift, Graziella says. <laughs> you know, the Easter holidays coming up. When is Easter? Is that next week or the week after? Uh, it's it's. I think it's April twenty fourth. So it's coming up. But oh, okay, not we next got week. time. I guarantee delivery by Easter if you buy a shirt. <laughs> Unless Celebrate you buy it, the like, resurrection of the Lord. Yeah, dude. With a picture of a baby strapped uh, to a, a bomb on your shirt. Uh, all right. Let me see. Oh God. Okay, this is a really short one by John Morace. Uh, fries dipped in ice cream, yay or nay? The title Wait, French of fries email is food in air quotes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> French so fries he uh, dipped in, in You can't ice dip cream. that in straight ice cream. What? Why would you? That should be, I mean, what are you thinking? No, because like, Wendy's in fries if, in a Frosty if, is good. Okay. Oh, people do do that. It is tasty right. and delicious. I but think I don't think a Wendy's branded as a heretic. I don't know if that counts as like straight ice cream. I feel like that's more like I guess they call a softy maybe ice cream, but it's basically a thick milkshake. I mean, it, well, first off, it is not. There ain't no milk in that, so that might that's change true. things a little. Well, just because they're not legally allowed product. to use the word milk doesn't mean that's not the product they're trying to produce. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. I mean, God love them. They did a pretty good job for not having any milk. I don't even want to see like the truck that comes off of. They don't even yeah. cool it. It's just kept in plastic bags. <laughs> yeah, just here's your sacks of frosties. <laughs> Enjoy purloining these to the fattos of our generation. <laughs> or maybe they just like they dump it all into like an empty bathtub. <laughs> it's just like a spigot on the side of the truck. <laughs> And they pour it into a garbage can. <laughs> and they're like, here you go. Here's your shipment of Frosties. <laughs> Use them in good health. Uh, what else? Here's here's a pretty long one. But it's about Hawaiian food, which I am certainly, I'm in no position to comment on. But I will read it. Steven Socha says, I was curious about your stance on Hawaiian food. If you two have been uninitiated, Hawaiian food tends to combine Japanese and American cuisines while throwing in so no seriously this is good i eat this shit all the time all right i'm usually high but seriously try it just once <laughs> philosophy a few of these highlights include the infamous loco moco 
hamburger patty and egg on top of white rice covered in gravy. Uh, the spam musubi. It looks like sushi except the fish is spam and it's actually pretty tasteful. Despite this enthusiasm to explore and fry, they committed the fiendish sin of centering their cuisine on the ultra-bland taro plant with other quote-unquote favorites like poi, a flavorous paste with the consistency of Abe Vigoda's semen, <laughs> lao lao, just a bunch of meat wrapped in taro leaves where the taro leaves contribute nothing except hindering you from engulfing the meat, and taro ice cream, which makes them an East Asian culture as a primary merit of an East Asian culture is how weird their terrible <laughs> ice cream flavor is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Which, pretty funny because poi is terrible. I have had it. Uh, I must know your opinions on this strange but awesome Polynesian cuisine. Does their fascination with pork and gravy put them grievously close to that stuff is no longer food category? I mean, taro is barely a food at all. Is this actually an issue of cultural relativism as can we not judge their food without judging ourselves? <laughs> Do they no. receive bonus points because they offer smoked pork as a side dish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I buy that. It seems like, you know what, if somebody put that hamburger thing in front of me, I would try it. I would give it a shot. I might even try the Spam Musubi, even though that sounds atrocious. <laughs> but, I mean, that just sounds like something uh, made, like, if in the year 2500... The uh, archaeologists found the remnants of Japanese civilization <laughs> and tried to approximate sushi. And they were like, oh, yeah, let's put some cured meat on there. That's probably what they ate. What's really shocking, though, is that Hawaiian people who, you know, live only near the sea. You, it's hard to be far from the sea when you live in Hawaii. Wouldn't just make straight up sushi. Like, why would yeah, you substitute the sushi... Or why would you substitute Good the fish question. and well, with spam? You know, some of the, the some of those Asian cultures love the potted meats. I guess that's true. As someone who roomed with a with a Filipino for many years, I can <laughs> I can confirm that that his diet primarily consisted of spam and like Vienna sausages. And what was the other one? There's like three that they hold up as well, the Holy Trinity. I don't know, what the but. Other um, one is. I would buy into, like, okay, hamburger on an egg, that's a dangerous meal, or egg on a hamburger, but it is also pretty good. That's so, all, That's awesome. I mean, that's a straight-up Japanese thing, like dropping an egg into something that's hot and letting the heat of the food cook it. That is, uh, that's, Japanese people do that all the time. Like, if you eat at Yoshinoya, yeah. like, you just get an egg, and you dump it into your rice raw, stir that yeah. stuff up, and you've got eggs in your rice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would do that to class up the twelve cent ramen pa ramen packages I was eating. But like, yeah, throw a little mm, uh, actual protein in there. Yeah. You know, what this needs more cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I've actually had uh, Hawaiian food because I've been to Kauai, and most Hawaiian food is really good. I agree. Yes, it's good. Except poi poi is I mean, terrible. Taro did they prepare an is entire a curse for you. Did they what? Yeah. Did they prepare Hawaiian or uh, an entire pig for you with an apple in its mouth? I don't know. I didn't see. I did go to like a luau thing, but it was totally a tourist trap. But uh, anyway, I went to like a legit place to get poi poi because I was like, I'm here. I got to try it. And I think I would starve to death before I ate anything made from a taro plant. It is just yeah, terrible. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I've had a taro tempura and it is awful. Uh, I forget what show I was watching probably one of those cooking shows and they were like doing a hawaiian themed one and the guy was like well the trick to taro is that you just have to basically grind it down and dilute it until it has no texture <laughs> uh which sounds awful to me my, my closest experience with hawaiian food is there's a restaurant near us that serves hawaiian style ramen which was awful and hawaiian dumplings which were okay but the Hawaiian-style ramen was gross. It was so bad. And I don't know if that reflects all Hawaiian-style ramen or just this crappy place, but it was terrible. So consider me undecided about Hawaiian food, but I will, if the opportunity presents itself, try me a loco moco. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking it up now. It just, I mean, it looks good. 
It looks just like they. It's just a styrofoam container with a bunch of rice, meat, like barbecue style meat, um, and a couple fried eggs on top. I like those things. I like all those things. All right, Saimin is the uh, Japanese style ramen, or I guess it says inspired by udon, Chinese main, and Filipino pan seeds. Uh, it is gross. Okay. At least in my limited experience with it, I recommend against it. See what other what other emails we got here. There's so many. I got 66 emails start going back as far as like July of last year. Let's see what this one says. Um, all right, mashed potatoes. Nicholas Conrad says, "Greetings, gentlemen of the fast karate. When confronted by a mound of spuds, do you prefer to strip mine out the middle, containing a trowel to hold half of the gravy boat, or do you pile high with sour cream, cheddar cheese, chives, and bacon bits?" No. I like the former. That that held a lot of appeal to me as a kid. Um, not due to gravy, because my parents make the worst gravy in the world. <laughs> at a very <laughs> young mean. age. It, it is mean, but it, it's like... My parents uh, do a lot of like really low-sodium, low-fat cooking. <laughs> oh, you can't really do that with is... gravy. That's basically yeah. all gravy is. So, well, you know, it's not even that. Maybe it's just the worst gravy for me, because they wouldn't make really thin gravy. And I like super, super thick gravy, <laughs> like as thick as possible. <laughs> like I, I don't want to be able to actually pour it out of the gravy boat. It's got to be like, but uh, flour and fat jelly. Yeah, but butter was allowed, and yeah, I would just sort of make a cavern in the mashed potatoes, put a pat of butter in there, and then seal it up like, uh, like I was entombing the Chernobyl reactor. <laughs> you just let that sit for like a minute or two, and you got like the the you I don't know you essentially get like veins of butter suffusing the the mashed potatoes, and mashed potatoes are just about my favorite food in the entire world. Yeah, so, I usually eat them pretty plain. Like I don't, I'm not into the gravy. Take from it what you will, but uh, I do just like mashed potatoes and butter. Yeah, like, I can I'll, very happily eat them like that. I I really have my hand have an opportunity to get my hands on gravy these days. Like probably the last time I ate it for serious, aside from this place we went to for brunch, which was crazy. Uh, they had <laughs> how are you eating gravy for brunch? Uh, they had like an eggs Benedict, except it was with biscuits that were like biscuits and gravy style biscuits with eggs on top of them, and then homemade bacon gravy. Which was nuts. That is, <laughs> that is why I've only eaten gravy like once. It's the strangest Thanksgiving. <laughs> because that's about all my body could handle. But when Thanksgiving rolls around, I put that gravy on everything on my plate. I'm a fan of that. I can dig it. That seems to be the way of the world. Yeah. Gravy loves you. All right, here we go. Sean Sagawa says, Turducken, best choice for holiday feast, agree or disagree? Um, Can't say. I mean, there's. I've had one. My parents got one one year for Thanksgiving, and it was really, really good. Um, it doesn't. It was actually good. It wasn't just like, this is so good because it's the fattest thing you will ever eat. <laughs> um, not only was it a turducken, this is probably probably pretty normal for these things, but I wasn't aware that it comes with a fourth layer of stuffing. So not only was it a whatever, a chicken inside a duck inside a turkey, inside the chicken was jambalaya and shrimp. <laughs> and oh my when, gosh. You, when you cut the thing apart, you get these stratas of meat, which are just like intensely fascinating. <laughs> like the way it's just like, just like clear delineation between chicken, duck, and turkey. It's, it was really good. Um, so it's like a little science experiment, the, your trip to the Grand Canyon. The, yeah, it's like I felt like an archaeologist, but instead of baking in the hot sun for a little while. Yeah, no instead of trying more, to like figure out the history of the earth, they're trying to find, figure out the history of your heart attack. Yeah. He's going down through the layers of turducken. <laughs> well, here's his problem. Right, we, we've here hit the duck the, layer. <laughs> oh, we, there's something beneath us. Like the sonars picked up something else. <sighs> It looks like it's this layer volatile of layer of jambalaya did him in. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's let me find one or two more. 
God, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I should just be going from the bottom, but at least for... At least some of these people who sent recommendations in. All right, here's Nick from my guild from August of last year. DG Guardian? Deadly, Premon Deadly Premonition Sinner Sandwich, yay or nay? The Sinner Sandwich recipe, two slices of bread, sliced turkey breast or turkey. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> strawberry jam and cereal. What? That sounds disgusting. That Okay, well, this well, video don't game even specify was made by the cereal. Who... Like, what do you like? Yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm gonna have this with some grape nuts, or maybe mm, some crackling good. oat bran. Yeah, Put, throw a couple Cheerios on there. Um, <laughs> Fruity Pebbles. I mean, this okay. This game was made by someone who is either trying to be crazy just for attention, or is actually the craziest person that has ever lived. <laughs> like, that's where that recipe came from. When asked at GDC what he would do to make his game better if he had another million dollars, he said he would allow the main character to ride a bike and wear cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Not like make the graphics no. less shitty because those graphics were the worst. <laughs> or or that make is, the shooting less no. bad. <laughs> that is too funny to be accidental. I He's know. He's a savant. <laughs> right <laughs> the way it's told uh, he just, just said it without good. missing a beat <laughs> like there was no thought involved <laughs> but um if you can you can take that sandwich and make something that people have been making for a long time which is really really good which is the the thanksgiving dinner sandwich which is a, just a sandwich with turkey cranberry stuffing and gravy on on bread and that That's sounds called like maybe leftovers. A, uh, yeah, I mean, all right, yeah. Though I've never, I've never put that together. I'm, Are you serious? I need to be shown the way? No, like I mean, of course, of course, I've eaten leftovers, but I was never brave enough to dare down that path. <laughs> oh yeah, that's was, like a that's a, a tradition. In the, in the whole time, and I just, I couldn't open my eyes. It was like the Matrix. If we didn't You're do like, extraneous Thanksgiving every year, that's what I would do on Friday. <laughs> Instead, you got to save up for the second wave. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pack on like 40 pounds in two days. All right. Here's one. Here's a short one. Uh, Rush Wall says, guys, help me set an argument with some chums. Well, you sent this in approximately nine months ago, so I guess not. <laughs> I'm assuming that you've all fought to the death by now. So whichever the, one of you is the victor, congratulations. Yeah, you want. Sorry, you don't have any um, friends anymore. What is the greatest of all dipping sauces? Oh, I don't know, man. It's some My form of queso. That's probably true. There's too many to choose. There's just too many, and they're all good. Like almost by design, a dipping sauce is amazing. Like there's so few that are bad. Like. I mean, soy sauce is a dipping sauce, and then, like, we get these Trader Joe's wontons, like, chicken ones. You can't count soy just... sauce, though. I don't know. I feel like soy sauce isn't actually that great of a dipping sauce. Because you couldn't, like, you never stick your finger into soy sauce and be like, mmm, that's some good you know soy does? sauce. <laughs> you know who does? Graziella. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. She's got a singular obsession with, like, just sauces. She loves them. <laughs> Like, well, that's all right, like but it's to, seriously soy sauce. She's trying it's to be good on sushi, it. but it's like the grossest sauce by itself. I never find some you soy sauce on my thumb, lick it off, and it's like, mmm, that was tasty. You know I'm how like, we would always that was incredibly that salty. Had an iron deficiency because he would chew on papers. <laughs> like that's essentially Graziella, but with salt. Like. She She's just, just drawn it. to it like a moth to the flame. And apparently her blood pressure is like perfect, which you would not believe given the amount of salt that goes into everything. But it's a miracle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like when we're making those wontons, she just whips something up that's like soy sauce and like sort of a sweet chili sauce and lime juice, she tells me. And it's pretty good. And, you know, it's just like anything you can put a chip into is probably pretty good. Uh, 
stuff yeah. that you would put like a crudite, like a piece of celery or a carrot. Those usually end up being pretty good. Blue if we're settling a debate, if we were settling a debate, wings. you need to like provide the, you know, yeah. the substance of the debate. There's just way too many directions to go with this. Yeah, it's just there's there's too many choices. There's duck sauce, uh, orange sauce. Oh my god, duck sauce! Like. Man, that used to be my favorite part about getting Chinese food is just getting like two egg rolls and slathering them with duck <laughs> sauce and just sort of working my way down like a miner. Like, like I was digging up the amber in Jurassic Park, like in, in that little animated short they have in the movie. That's me like with the duck sauce. Just like take a big old bite, slather half a package of duck sauce on the next bite. <laughs> I don't even know what that stuff is. Yeah, it's definitely not duck. Or, like, how about, you know, by that occasion, also Chinese mustard, which is what I'd put on my other egg roll. Or, like, I mean, you could go with, like, a little au jus, like, dip a roast beef sandwich in something. It's just too much. There's too many choices. This is not a fair question. This is, like, this is the question you ask the robot to get it to shut itself down. Yeah. This is the zero divide. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just not fair. Like, and, and then there's so many... There's so many things in there that impact your judgment. Like, okay, so what if what if we narrow down the categories to be like whatever you put on like celery when you have like a celery dip thing going on or uh, blue cheese on hot wings? Well, like regardless of the respective qualities of the dip, like hot wings are better than celery. <laughs> like you'd rather have buffalo wings so that immediately slants it in its favor or like nachos are better than celery so and for yeah for that matter like what about all the stuff that comes on a nacho like <laughs> that's does not like a the melted sauce. cheese you don't dip beef. a nacho in anything it's already drizzled no but you you pick it up right and then you scoop it through all the crap that's left on the plate i guess i think you can make a case for it <laughs> Well, yeah, it's going to be even harder to answer this question if you broaden the definition to everything on a nacho. That's like saying if, like, oh, yeah, I like to call a spaghetti sauce dipping sauce because after I'm done with my spaghetti, That's I how I live my life. through it. There you go. What about what about <laughs> olive oil at an Italian restaurant when you swab bread through it? That's not a sauce That's because you call it olive oil. It's not olive oil sauce. But you're sauce. dipping stuff into it. This was hard enough to define before you start to expand it into everything liquid. Like, what about up. salt water? I concede. What if you <laughs> what if you rinse an apple in a fresh mountain spring? Come on, I'm, I'm sticking with the spirit of the question. I'm, I'm sticking to the law, if not the letter, or the spirit, the law. <laughs> the opposite. Uh, of what I don't I just know. Said. I concede. Rush Walsh is now the host of Fast Karate for the gentleman. <laughs> You snuck He's a zero divide me. in. It's the end of Diamond Age. <laughs> I got, uh, she I found him. Down. We had a good run. Down there with the drummers. Oh, well. Well, we beat five years. So that's a pretty good length for a podcast. I'm Is sorry it? that to end like this. <laughs> but there are some questions that man just can't answer. <laughs> what is a good dipping sauce? Oh, man. All right, but... Let's shut it I'm down. Ready to Let's shut clap. it down. Yeah, we got, we got, we made some headway. We answered about six emails. We only have, uh, let's see, sixty-four to go. <laughs> One or two of those might be personal should, emails I starred. Let's call it an even sixty. <laughs> we should just start answering them on the blog. That'll be a random blog post I'll put up in response to your email. Yeah, there you go. We could do that. Problem then, solved. I feel so bad for some of these people. Some of these people like. How could they feel bad? What possible? Well, it's not like somebody called us in to like they emailed us to stave off suicide. It's like you guys, I'm feeling really yeah. bad. I don't think I can live for another day. We have once in a while got an email. What do you put in your guacamole? Answer life. my question. I'm going to kill myself. Guacamole. That's a different sauce. You're gonna, and that goes in the burrito, so it's dual purpose. I don't know. Guacamole. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not doing this again. Are we clapping or not? Yes, we're clapping. We're clapping. Let's do it. All right. One, two, three. Word up. All right. Stop. This, this rabbit hole is just, it's just gonna go forever. <laughs> we uh.
Yeah, we should do that. Be like, oh, I wonder if I still have a job. <laughs> so you guess I have not left. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs>